Hi listeners, today we're going to be talking about some very difficult topics, sexual abuse and suicide. We know these are hard to talk about, so we want to give you a heads up. We hope our guests can give you some insight and help if you have been a victim. If you or someone you know is in need, the National Suicide Hotline is always staffed and ready to answer. Call 1-800-273-8255 to get help. Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley. Hi, guys. It's Anna. And our guest today has a life that, from the outside, looks perfect. But she had trauma. And full disclosure, let me start again, full disclosure, we have known Lori Lee for years. She has worked with us and all of us, Ashley, myself and and Lori Lee, are all dear friends. But Ashley and I will be the first to tell you that we did not know the trauma that she had gone through. Right. And some of that is because she herself had blocked it out, but no more. She faced her trauma. She faced her abuser. She went from victim to survivor and now living a life free from the guilt she kept to herself. Lori Lee Binstock is here to tell us how she did it. And she shares her story and other survivors stories on a trauma survivor thrivers podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Lori Lee. You have been to the deep end. You've pushed your way out to the top of the pool. You're breathing again. We are so happy you're here. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we are. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. I just love seeing you guys. I know. It's it's like a friend chat. Here we are. We're catching up. So let's do this. Let's dive in, Lori Lee. Tell our listeners your story. Well, as you guys know, I I went to residential treatment last year um, for childhood sexual abuse. Um, I was abused by my father. That was something that I never told anyone up until last year. And I know I was actually doing some work for you, Ashley. um, And one of your clients um, told me about his story. It was, it was, he wrote a book and he talked about a story of abuse and PTSD and, and how similar that is to bipolar disorder, which I was diagnosed with um, 10 years prior. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, what if this is PTSD, you know, so I did some research, you know, it it was kind of triggering. I I remember coming to you and saying, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I could, I could Mm -hmm. could maintain this client. So I'm going to need a break. And during that break, I kind of just did a lot of research as much as I could trying to figure this out. I even went to my therapist, to be honest, I still wasn't ready to talk about what actually had happened. Um, I would go to my therapist's office every week and say, I think I'm ready to talk about it now. And then I would just pause and say, no, I really can't. So it really took mm. a long time. Um, yeah. to, you know, it, it, you know, this happened and, you know, trauma survivors block out a lot. Of oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. sometimes it's the important stuff they block out too. Like what age did it happen? Something as simple mm-hmm. as that. Yeah. Um, but I do recall some moments that I remember around that time period. So I think it was around nine, 10 or 10 years old. Um, but it was around the age of 13, 12, 13, I started kind of self-harming. Um, 13 years old, I had um, 
my first suicide attempt. Um, and then, you know, a couple like sporadically since then I had, I actually asked my mom probably when I was 13, if I could see a therapist and I didn't tell her why. Um, but she said, no, you know, she was just like, no, people are going to find out, you know, nothing's wrong. Just forget about it and let it go. Um, which is probably traumatizing in and of itself. And also at that time, did your mom know that your father was abusing you? No, no. Okay. No, she actually didn't find out until after I came back from residential treatment, um, in May, April of last year. Um, Oh, so you went, so you went through this and you didn't tell your family. No, so I didn't did your husband know? Yeah. My husband was the one, he was actually the very first person I ever told about the abuse. And that was last year. And that was because of an attempted suicide, um, suicide attempt. And that, that failed, which, <laughs> you know, at that point I was just like, okay, I just, I don't want to live anymore. I'm just going to tell you what happened. You're probably going to hate me. You're probably going to just think I'm gross or whatever. Um, but he kind of, he really just supported me. And to be honest, when I actually said it out loud, it felt like there was so much weight that was lifted. Mm. Um, yeah, I bet. And, yeah. and, you know, it was him who was just like, well, we're going to get you help for this. You know, he... Mm. He looked up different residential treatment centers, and luckily, um, we had a therapist who suggested one, and it was incredible. And and I I did so much healing there, more than I ever thought I would. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a lot. I think I, it's really hard to kind of sum up all everything that's ha kind of happened in my my lifetime. Um, in a podcast. And I think I do that throughout my, my own podcast, just bringing mm -hmm. up things. I can tell you that it's hard for me to hear. I knew this, obviously, Ashley and I knew this. That's why, you know, you're here on the podcast with us, but it's hard for me to hear it. Even though you've already told me, it's hard for me to hear yeah. it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. Cause I just love you so much. Aww. Yeah. Um, Cause we're all such good friends. It just makes me sad that, yeah. that, that you were hurt, that any of my friends are hurt, hurts me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just amazes me um, how strong you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, 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 you know, something recently that happened uh, just a few days ago, um, my mom kind of reached out to me and was like, there's a, there's a girl who I knew in high school and she was just like, you know, she had a really bad relationship with her, her parents and she still visits them. And I was like, I don't know what you're trying to say. She's like, I, when are you going to come visit us? And I'm like, you know, when my dad's gone, I'm not, I'm not bringing my kids around him. That's not. Yeah. And her response was, can't you just forgive and forget for the sake <laughs> of the family? <laughs> and so that was a hard thing to hear that, you know, that was just days ago. Wow. Um, so it's like, you know, there are just some families and, you know, who, I mean, I think for her, it was more of, I, I need to get myself off the hook. I can't, you know, if I, if she can move on, I can move on. And I can't, I don't have to carry the shame of, that she's dealing with herself because she is not going to see a therapist. She's still mm. under that, you know, that stigma that mental health is 
either not real or not important enough to address, which is mm. completely wrong. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, Lori Lee, I think for our listeners, you know, like, because I, you know, you being my friend and I've seen this incredible transformation in you in a very short amount of time um, from, you know, this all happened right before the pandemic and you were actually in treatment while the pandemic was happening. Like you didn't even realize the world was closing down. Right. You went through this like incredible healing process uh, and then you came out of it and you've launched a, po- I mean, you, you, you're really like, you have your own media company now where you're helping trauma survivors thrive, which is incredible. But I want to know what did it take to get you there in yeah. a short amount of time? Like, what did you, what were your healing modalities? Because I know you dabbled in many different ones. So can you share some with us? Wow. Yeah. So I think a lot of it had to do with being in a residential treatment set- center in a very good one that focuses holistically on a lot of modalities that some there it's, it's really hard to find um, on the East coast, but being in residential treatment for 31 days with no triggers, they, you know, it's trauma informed care. There's, I've also heard of people being in places that aren't trauma informed. So I think that also makes a difference, but uh, you know, they made available to us somatic experiencing EMDR therapy, neurofeedback, heart rate variability, like, I, I mean, I can go on and on. There was just so, and like um, horse equestrian therapy. Mm-hmm. It right. mm-hmm. I've worked with PTSD um, survivors, with people who have PTSD. And um, they use a lot of the same types of modalities to help with them with their calming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting to me that some of the same types that they use for that would be what you would use for your own type of healing as well. Yeah. It's interesting that that is. Yeah. And, you know, even with all that, the treatment that I got there and those different modalities, I came out and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I I told you guys, but I did MDMA therapy, Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily legal. I wanted to go the legal route, but um, it was, it was a little, um, difficult because it was just this whole like process. It's, it's a, it's a long process. And I was just like, I need my healing. I want my healing. And I've been, and I've done the research. Um, and I spoke to other people who have done it. And I think that was really an eye opening experience. Um, just psychedelic therapy in general. I've talked to a lot and on my podcast, I've talked to mm-hmm. the psilocybin expert, you know, MDMA, um, you know, someone who's done LSD after, you know, having breast cancer. It's just how it's, it's, I, I feel like that way that the whole, the psychedelic way of treating trauma is extremely effective because I feel like it taps into a part of your brain that is blocking out so much of all of these, these, implicit memories, all the, the mm-hmm. memories that you block out that you don't want to address. And I think with the modalities like somatic experiencing, it's not putting a band-aid over the wound. It's actually going deep into, into it and mm-hmm. healing it. So w- by you going through there, in, in a sense, kind of bringing all of those memories, you know, to the forefront, how did that, how did that help you? How did that, did it help you to 
feel yeah. what, what did it do how did it help you get yeah past? i'm not past. very curious for yeah. that too Lori lee um yeah. yeah well you know i was you know i thought that my healing with the abuse was healed but then um you know with mdma it's whatever your body thinks it needs to heal and mm. so I thought when I was going into it, I was like, I'm going to address like this neglect that I, I felt for my mom and all of these different things that kind of make me feel like I'm not enough. Um, but, you know, the MDMA had its own ideas and it was just like, OK, well, we're going to still talk about we're going to still think about the abuse and we're going to go mm. into that. And so the first thing that happened was once it started working, I actually saw my dad's life as a child in the Philippines. Like I, like, and it, I'm assuming it was like based on all of these different experiences or these different stories I've heard, but I was able to like have empathy for this child who was my dad, who also had been through abuse himself, mm. um, you know, prior to the MDMA, I was like, you know, he knew this was wrong. This is wrong. That's it. I mean, he should have known better. But after the MDMA, and you know, I don't say that I, I, I want a relationship with him by no, no means. But I definitely am okay. I, 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 I learned to understand like, this is what this is he didn't know any better. Even though I want to say he knew better. He actually did not he, he lived in um, a family where they normalized abuse mm. and so, so yeah. it's a cycle a vicious like a cycle, it was a yeah. Vicious cycle. cycle. It's, yeah that's awful when you say that you've healed like what does that mean because it seems like what i'm hearing is that you've kind of changed healing means changing your perception of what's happened and also addressing it yeah and getting into the but like what does healing mean for you well, I feel like healing is right. I don't, I don't, I, I guess I want to take that back. I don't feel like I'm healed. Yeah. Right. And even when I said, like, I thought I was healed because of the abuse and the MDMA was just like, no, you're not completely. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a process. Your healing is a lifetime. It's something that you have to work on. Sure. Constantly. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there are moments and I, especially just recently with my mom where that was rough, but healing is very, is, is nonlinear. It's, it's, it has its, its peaks and its valleys and it's hard. And when I first had my, what I thought was a relapse, I thought, oh my gosh, I've, I messed up. I, I screwed up and I'm, you know, I'm back to where I was. I'm back to square one. Um, and, and it took me a, a little bit to realize that that was normal for someone to, you know, I mean, just like anybody, there are good days and bad days, some sure. better or worse than others. I'm a little surprised that you said that you thought you were healed. I don't, I mean, it's only been a year that you've been dealing right. with this. I would have thought that you would have taken long. I mean, right. Yeah, I thought so too. I think because I was just on such a high from being mm -hmm. back from treatment yeah I mm -hmm. thought I was just like wow I can talk like there was a point where in treatment I couldn't even like 
say the words of what happened. But yeah. the EMDR, I was like talking about it in, in therapy, in group therapy, talking to people about it. Um, and it wasn't making me cringe or, you know, it didn't trigger all of these awful, awful feelings um, like it did prior, even in the first weeks of, of treatment. So when I was on this high of like, oh, oh man, I can't believe that happened to me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, you know what? That's just how life goes. It, like that's how things were going for a long time until the bad stuff started piling on. I was like, oh my God, I can't handle any of this. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a point where I thought I could take on the world and I just thought I'm all better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it took me, it took me a while to figure that out. I mean, honestly, like Lori Lee, for, for me and just full disclaimer to our listeners, I also went through childhood trauma in a very different way than you have. Right. Like I lost my dad in front of me and I tried to save his life. And I've been trying to heal from that my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, and it, I mean, like, I, like, it's still hard for me to talk about and I still get, you know, I have been a lifelong sufferer of PTSD because of it. Um, but I will say this, like, I used to, like you, not talk about it. Like in high school, I'll never forget. Like I never told my high school boyfriend that my dad died. He just mm. would like come over and I like, I didn't even want to I couldn't even say the words that mm -hmm. my dad died because it was so triggering painful. for me yeah, and painful and the flashbacks. I like, I can still wow. see like in my head, but when I started talking about it to others is really when healing happened because like what you said is like you've got to get to you've got to go in it and mm -hmm. I didn't go in it for a very long time yeah. um but once you do you it changes everything would you yes. agree yes. Lori Lee like a hundred percent a hundred percent I mean just telling Jared that first time when I said it out loud the weight that was lifted was enormous. Like I couldn't, oh, even believe, yeah. like I could, it was like, I could finally breathe a little bit better. Oh, secret secrets are just devastating. And especially, yeah. the, and especially the ones that you don't want to face. Um, you went because of the original trauma, Lori Lee, you went through a lot of trauma since then. Yeah. Yeah. Self-destructive. Yeah. Hurt. A lot of, a lot of um, drug use as a child. I mean, I was so young when I, um, when I started like just randomly taking whatever pill somebody kind of had, I was just, mm. I was, you know, just do, taking whatever and, and, you know, self-medicating and, and, you know, one of the symptoms, which I had no idea of, of sexual abuse is hypersexual activity. Mm. So, you know, I was with, you know, I, you know, I was, I didn't care. I was kind of just, I, I was like finding love in all the wrong places, you know? And, yeah. and, and that really, and especially in college that led to other um, yeah. like sexual assaults, honestly, that I didn't consider sexual assaults because I'm like, is it, is this that bad? You know, cause it was like, I, I went through this. So, could this be just as bad? Um, but it was. And, you know, 
I, I went, I finished college. I went to work in news. Um, and it was, it was still eating at me. You know, I oh, didn't realize it. I didn't realize it though. I just thought like, Oh, you know, I'm just a depressed person. And then I had a, a suicide attempt and, then I was then I I I was taken to the in, the ER and then the psych ward and they held me there for um, several days and you know my boss didn't know what was happening and he thought I just didn't show up for work and I was at this point was I was the morning show anchor and so everyone was really disappointed when I got back um, and I didn't even share really what had happened to me um, so that you know that kind of I needed to step away from, from that, that business. And, you know, I stepped into another one, which was also not healthy for me, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I, it, it was hard. And I feel like it, I was lucky enough that eventually I found Ashley and I started mm -hmm. working for Ashley and, you know, it, it helps having that support. Cause I feel Ashley as my boss, you were extremely supportive when I was honest with you and said, mm -hmm. you know, Aww. as much as I love this client, because I probably my favorite client ever. Um, there is just too much that was triggering these old memories. Yeah. But I mean, and you told him too. I mean, like you like he really is the one that like jump started this process for you, right? Did. Yeah. Yeah. Really you know, mm -hmm. I remember look at you now. <laughs> it's still a work in progress well oh, I mean let's I, th there's so much that like you have grown I mean like I, I, there's so much that you have accomplished in this year um you are yeah. so ambitious and you are also what I what I like just love that you're doing in, in addition to sharing your story is like you're really getting the voices of other healers yes. and trauma experts out in the world which so is true. so purposeful for you so tell us about what you have done and created since you have gone through this healing process well you know i started writing scripts kind of a little bit about some of my experiences when i was in news and dealing through mental with mental health as a mom dealing with mental health and then a feature of kind of where what was happening when i was in treatment that actually when i was thinking about doing the research and interviewing people um and i was like well if i'm going to interview people you know why I might as well just turn it into a podcast. And I remember going to you, Ashley, and I was like, I'm thinking about this. And you're like, do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was do it, girl. <laughs> yes, you did. You like you you inspired me to go there. And you know, I did. And once I was there, it was like I couldn't stop. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to do more and more and more. And so I created a trauma survivor thrivers podcast. Obviously, you know, I there's not really money to be made in podcasting. So, and, but, and I needed help if I wanted to produce all of this stuff. So I had interns kind of help me out. And, you know, one of them was like, you know, Gen Z love, they love digital magazines. And I was mm -hmm. like, hmm. yeah. I was like, well, that's interesting. I don't really know anything about that, but, you know, kind of pitched me what you think would be interesting to provide in this. And, you know, she did. And I, and then I started working on, it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. So I started authentic insider magazine, which I was, I was going to do just like every, like every few months, probably like every, like every quarter. Um, but I loved it so much 
And eventually I've been get I've been getting a lot of people reaching out to me to, you know, tell me their story, maybe join the podcast. Um, but I just didn't have that many spaces for the podcast. So I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, well, why don't you be a contributor to the magazine? And so um, that also gives people a platform so mm -hmm. they can tell their story in their own writing mm. through this magazine. Wow. It's so beautiful, Lori Lee. Mm -hmm. I just like, uh, it's just amazing that you've created this platform for people to share their stories. And I think what you're doing is like, you're giving people who have gone through incredible trauma and you're giving them a voice to share it. And that's right. helping others. Like you really are yeah. helping heal the world by healing yourself. It's just yeah, so inspiring. No, it's true. No, because <laughs> because you can make me cry. <laughs> well, because like writing, I have found writing and telling your stories and it's cathartic. I mean, I, I have said often, and Ashley will, will attest to this, that my favorite part of the week, doesn't make a difference what it is, is when I have my podcast with Ashley mm -hmm. because, um, well, the two of us talk. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a good time. It's a different from what we normally do. And it's always so interesting to hear stories, mm -hmm. which I think from every single guest that we have had, a part of their story has touched our lives some way, you know, hopefully for the better, um, you know, and I think that that's, there, there aren't that many avenues and you're giving people an avenue to do that. And that's just really wonderful. Yeah, I, I hope, you know, it's, it's getting the word out. I think mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of people who, whose voices need to be heard because sure. I feel like, you know, for me, once I said something, and this also spurred me to do the podcast as well, like pushed me even more was when I told my story, it gave other people permission to tell their story. Cause yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, me too. That happened mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've gotten so many emails and so many DMS of people who, who told me that, you know, they never talked about their story and now mm -hmm. they are and yeah, start their healing process. That's so, really what starts it. And it's yes. just incredible that you're doing that. Um, where, where are you now in your healing process? Where are you? Um, it's, whew, yeah, I, I mean, obviously with what happened a few days ago, you know, I'm, I'm, it's this feeling of I am enough. I need, a, I need, I'm still working on that. Mm -hmm. Like I am enough, I do enough, um, I have enough. Um, it, 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 I feel it's, I'm still, I feel, feel like I'm still trying to fill this void that um that I that was this need that I was, it was I, I'm being neglected by my mom you know um and then this need where I thought my dad filled that but then the, the, the abuse happened and then it was like stripped away from me you know so um that has been a hard thing for me to to work on and I'm mm -hmm. still working on it um I do internal family systems therapy and it every week I'm just a ball of tears mm. <laughs> but it's yeah. still, it's 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 because it's I'm going right into the wound and trying to to clean it out so that's mm. exactly what you need to be doing yeah. yeah I mean honestly like I said earlier it wasn't until I started like writing talking about my trauma did that healing happen and it it is really hard to go through. Like, I mean, it's really hard to experience it again. Right. And like, talk about it. But once you do, beautiful things can happen. 
Yeah. So, and like, and you are just a, a beautiful example yeah, for that. Beautiful you. Exactly. What and beautiful is next? Ashley. Well, thank you. But what's next for you, Lori Lee? So you've got the podcast, you have the magazine, like what else are you cooking up over there? Oh my gosh, there's just too much. I just, <laughs> it's all about execution, right? I can't, it's like, mm-hmm. I have way too many ideas. Um, you know, I still have these scripts that I've been, um, you know, I got notes back. I'm, I'm trying to work on that. I'm, um, for, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people have been reaching out to me for help. And the thing is, I'm not a therapist and I, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I want to give advice, I just legally, I I really shouldn't. I mean, I can definitely be there. Well, that's something that I was going to ask is that people listening to this who need help, whether that's they've been victims of abuse um, and they're survivors or they're, they're contemplating suicide and they need some help. What would your, based on your experiences, what would your first step be in having them, where, where should they go to get help? I mean, I, I do feel like if they're, they, if they are contemplating suicide, obviously there's the um, suicide helpline. Or, mm-hmm. uh, there's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and you can call 800-273-8255. Yep, we'll put it in the show notes too. Yes, we will. Yes, I think that um, that's definitely something that you want to do if you are contemplating suicide, but I feel like you need to tell somebody you need to, you need to talk about it. I know it's so hard. I wish someone told me that I I should have told somebody earlier, um, earlier in my life, just because, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, did did I waste so much of my life? Just con just trying to bury it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do feel that talking to someone is extremely important. Yeah. You can also yeah. reach out to me. Um, people reach out to me all the time. Um, you know, and I, I have like suggestions for different um, modalities just based on what they're experiencing. Uh, but, you know, there are resources on my website as well yeah. um, for, for people to call. And what um, is that website? Um, well, it's a, it's a tstpodcast.com. That's the letter A, tstpodcast.com. And you can go under resources and you can find that information there. All right. Amazing, well, Lori Lee. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. And listeners, I hope that you have, have, have just learned so much from what our conversation is that I feel like I have and that you have gotten as much as I feel like, like I have. And if you yeah. need help. Please reach out, you know. Lori Lee, thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. And I mean, I have to even say that, like, as your friend, it it is still hard for me to hear you talk about it. Um, But, you know, Anna and I, we just love you so much. And what you've been able to do with this trauma is just incredible because you are now using your voice to help heal the world. And that is just so incredible. You are, yeah. And you're as beautiful a person inside as you are out. Oh, so <laughs> you guys, you know, a support system is, is so important in the healing process. And I do feel mm-hmm. you guys are my support system. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Thank you so we love you, yes, Lori Lee. We love you, Lori Lee. Thank do. you, listeners, for listening. Um, and we always love hearing from you, too. So, you know, reach out, share the podcast. We want to hear from you if you want to be a guest. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next time. See you in two weeks.